do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. Got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cubicularist. This show is like a journal where I talk about all the things my brain has consumed, so they do not sit up in that dusty attic and slowly drive me insane. <laughs> You may have not consumed some of this media yourself, so I feel I should warn of that. A sort of potential spoiler warning, you might call it. Uh, Last but least, uh, in an idea stolen from John Gabrus, I offer to you the following deal. Rate the podcast, meaning this one, five stars in iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy. Peasy. Socrates. I will now push a button that will start a series of five. Five minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Deep Satellite Radio Dish Space Pizza. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first is the fourth in a series that I am watching, of which I do believe there is five movies. We are talking Phantasm 4, colon, yes, got a colon in there, Oblivion. Hmm. Mike... The, the main guy, I guess? Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, this dude travels through time and dimensions to find the tall man's origins. Uh, yeah, so kind of a cool, cool idea. And probably something that you don't see too much in horror. Usually horror movies, the first movie in the series, will be the origin story of your your Michael Myers's or your Jason Voorhees's. But uh, in the first, hell, uh, three Phantasm movies, you don't really know where the tall man, the the main guy with the flying balls, (laughs) funny when you say it like that, uh, you don't really know what his deal is. You know he's up to no good. Uh, You know the fact that he kills people and takes the dead and bends them to his will. Not a very nice guy. But uh, why is he doing it? And to be 100% honest with you, even after watching this, I am still not 100% sure what his deal is and why he is doing this. Which uh, I don't mind. Uh, This follows along in the craziness of the previous 
two movies because as I said the first one tried to be more serious which didn't really work I don't think uh, so for, for that reason reading wise uh, you know I'll, I'll go three uh, I had enjoyment while watching but I I don't know if I would ever really watch this series again sort of as a whole yeah it's okay. Uh, I'm hoping in the last one it puts a nice little bow on it and I know what's going on, but if that does not happen, I would not be totally surprised. Okay, uh, this next movie, The Wrong Guy from 1997, falls into two categories that come up from time to time on this podcast. Uh, one is movies I heard about on podcasts uh, that sounded interesting, then I search out and then watch. The other category is movies i put on and then get varying degrees but let's say 10 15 minutes into realizing i had already seen so we got a double whammy on this one uh the star is uh dave foley who i friggin love he's i've never seen him in, in anything where i haven't thoroughly enjoyed it and him uh after his boss is murdered nelson uh, is on the run for fear of prosecution. He hides out in a small town to avoid the police, which should be easy because they know he didn't do it and they aren't even looking for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's funny. Uh, and you got Jennifer Tilly in it as well, who, yeah, hot person. Good things. Uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And, and I think probably you could underline ridiculous in this movie, uh, very, very strongly for that reason. Uh, because I feel like they don't make movies like this very often. I got to go like a four or even five out of five for some of the just stupid things that happen over the course of this movie that made me laugh out loud even. Uh, next we have, uh, okay, well this follows into a similar category, movies, uh, I wasn't sure, this one I kind of had a feeling, uh, I had seen and then started watching, this one probably took me longer before I realized I had seen, and it is City of Ember. Uh, for generations, the people of the city of Ember have flourished in an amazing world of glittering lights, but Ember's once powerful generator is failing, and the great lamps that illuminate the city are starting to flicker. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is a good movie. Um, I feel like potentially that whole not remembering having seen it uh, aspect of this sort of thing means that maybe it shouldn't get as high a mark. Uh, so I'll just go three out of five, because I, I did enjoy it. You've got some some good names in this. Tim Robbins, Bill Murray as the mayor of the city of Ember, uh, and plays a bit of an asshole. He's not in it too much. The story mostly revolves around uh, kids, teens, tweens, uh, I don't know how old they are, and how they're going to save the city. Uh, last movie is The Dish, and, uh, that gets, uh, we'll go three out of five for that as well. Sorry, I ran out of time. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Long Distance Relationships. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Okay, we're talking love, 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 season two. Oh, I see on Rotten Tomatoes, 95%, and I can wholeheartedly agree with that assessment. Uh, let me get my rating out of the way, and that is an easy to give 5 out of 5, except for the last episode, which gets a 4 out of 5. Yeah, take that. Okay, let me explain, and this will be a spoiler. Uh, the thing I like about this show is sort of you don't know what's going to happen between these two uh, love birds. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the show, uh, two characters, uh, sort of will they, won't they? They're dating. Is it going well? Is it going horribly? Uh, they sp In the season, they spend some time apart. <laughs> um, and uh, the missus and I, who watch this together, sort of had a bet uh, that if by the last episode uh, they ended up together, then uh, she, uh, sorry, uh, then I would have to buy her dinner. And uh, if they ended up split up, then she would buy me dinner. Now, this is sort of an interesting thing of a show like this, and I think why I like it. Uh, on the one hand, being a uh, somewhat romantic person, or at least enjoying seeing people happy, uh, I hoped that they would end up together, despite my bet. Uh, on the other, I like things, and this comes up innumerable times on this podcast, I like being surprised about the outcome of things. And in a show titled Love, about a couple, you sort of don't expect them to not end up together at the end. Yeah, uh, especially when the people who are involved in this, like Judd Apatow and uh, um, Paul Rust, uh, you, you kind of think there is at least potential for them to go against the grain, but uh, they chose not to, which I was a little disappointed at because, well, it's, it would have been less surprising, which I like, and also now I have to pay for a dinner, <laughs> which uh, not a big deal, but, but still, losing isn't fun. Uh, there is uh, some some really sad moments in this as well. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Gus has to leave town for, uh, I think it was like, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Let's just say like a month or so. Uh, and he starts to go a little crazy, which I could sort of see. Uh, uh, crazy homesick, uh, crazy uh, love sick, uh, crazy not having anyone to talk to sick. Uh, and it made me realize that, uh, there's been times in my life where I, uh, sort of before I was with the missus, uh, living by myself, uh, like, I, I think it's good for people to have some time where they live alone, uh, to get that sort of feeling because, uh, it, it can be freeing, uh, it could be sad. Uh, it can sort of run the gamut of both. Uh, but but I do think it's an important thing to have in your life sometime where it's just you. Uh, you're not living at home with your folks and you're not living with someone else. It's just you. Uh, I think it would help you to grow as a person. So what does that have to do with the television show Love Season 2? Absolutely nothing. But, since we're out of time, uh, it doesn't matter that it doesn't... Mm, uh, 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 hmm. The end. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Shh.
today's double movie monologue sponsor is Larry Dickman, attorney at Guffaw. Thank you for that. Yes, uh, I mentioned briefly in the last episode that I'm reading uh, Stephen King's It, which is a friggin' giant book. So uh, potentially for at least a couple episodes, I won't have a book banter, but uh, maybe we'll double up some other things. Or uh, sometimes that gives me an opportunity to experiment with different segments. So we'll see, I guess, how it pans out. All right, so movie the first is called The Salvation. Hmm, this is a Western star Mads Mikkelsen, which is a very interesting name. He plays a uh, a cowboy sort of dude. He's uh, taking his uh, family out west. Um, he's from I don't know Finland, Sweden, some some somewhere out that way, and um, he's sort of gone ahead and he's set up their settlement a little bit. And his wife and child have just arrived from the old country, and he's taking them to his new uh, spread. I do believe they call it when. Uh, some friggin' real, not very nice guys, um, sort of, uh, uh, well, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it, kill his son, uh, and rape and kill his wife. So, this is sort of your typical, uh, combination of two, uh, Western tropes, the revenge trope of a man whose family's been killed who has to get revenge on those who have done so, and then also adding the the other western trope of uh, a town under siege by bad guys so then one man has to come in and sort of save them uh from from the bad guys so it, it combines both both of those and i will say does it very very well yeah uh you don't get too many westerns nowadays which is sad because i i always tend to enjoy them uh reading wise i'll go a solid four uh there's there's some definite cool moments uh, I will say, though, uh, if you've seen a lot of Western movies, you won't see things really in this that will come as any surprise, which, you know, take a mark off for that. Like, I, I like some innovation, just period, but definitely in my movies. Okay, moving on to Mr. Warmth, Colden, The Don Rickles Project. Uh, Don Rickles sadly passed away, not too, too long ago from the perspective of when I am recording this. Uh, and uh, I had this on my Netflix list for a while, so I thought, hey, let's uh, finally watch it. And I'm glad I did. It's a documentary about Don Rickles. Hey, can't go, can't go wrong with that. Uh, yeah, just a fascinating individual uh, in, in many regards, but uh, I think any human who has lived as long as he did and experienced as much as he had is going to have some interesting stories to tell and have told of him. Um, the, the sort of cast of characters of comedians, uh, that show up and say a nice thing, <laughs> or at least a thing about Don Rickles is, is pretty incredible. Uh, it's, it's sort of fascinating. And I don't know if we'll ever have anyone like him again, that, like it showed clips from some of his Las Vegas shows somewhat recently, uh, from the looks of it, and just the racial, uh, the racist, homophobic stuff coming out of his mouth uh, could seemingly be shocking, 
uh, to people. But on the other hand, uh, like somehow he got away with it. <laughs> just the, uh, like, yeah, there, there's just something about him that he could tell a racist joke. And even the uh, Chris Rock, for example, who who's in this, uh, says, yeah, it's racist, but it's also funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he will be missed. He will be Yes. Speaking of fighting, uh, I wasn't. Oh, uh, shoot, I didn't give that a rating. Yeah, a uh, solid 4 out of 5. Uh, some 5 out of 5 moments as well. Okay, moving on to Fist Fight. Shit, out of time. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pause it this time uh, because I got too much. Uh, Fist Fight watched this with a missus. She gave it a 3.5, which on her broken scale is like a 4 or five, four point five for a normal human being. Uh, I'm gonna go a solid four as well. Uh, this kind of surprised me. I, I didn't think it was gonna be as funny as it was, and I think the reason for that is because Charlie Day and a lot of the cast members come from a sort of improv-y background. So uh, yeah, uh, when one school teacher unwittingly causes another teacher's dismissal, he is challenged to an after-school fight. <laughs> and this is all taking place on a day where the seniors are pranking everybody so you've got the you've got that sort of as the background oh further background is all the teachers are uh doing meetings throughout the day to decide whether or not they're keeping their jobs so tensions are high needless to say uh charlie day versus ice cube uh the fight at the end was good uh, I feel like it could have gone a little crazier. Uh, the rest of the movie just fucking nuts a lot of the time. And then the fight, although not maybe 100% straightforward, I, I feel like they could have amped it a little bit, made it a little uh, Matrix-y insane. Uh, that being said, my rating, I already said, was four. Hmm. Uh, last but not least, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah, uh, this is a weird movie. <laughs> it's just it's just a weird movie, period. And I give it a, like, four to five. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, watch it. Seen it maybe two, three times now. So, hey, why not? Today's game, Gavin sponsor, is the Cold Dead Hole Necromantic Brothel. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, I uh, got a few games here. Uh, similar to my PS4 cleanup, uh, I decided to play some games on Steam that I had downloaded and never really gotten around to. Also, uh, I revisited Fallout 3 a little bit. Uh, I will say, and let's start with Fallout 3, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and yet, uh, trying to get back into it, having played so many, probably hundreds, plural, hours of it, uh, I, I, I don't know what I was doing wrong. Uh, like, I had fun, but then at the end of the day, I decided to move on to other games. Like, my original plan was to start it from the beginning and play through like crazy, like I used to do. Uh, and maybe some of that nostalgia was the reason I thought I could do that. Uh, and yet, in practice, it didn't seem to work. Like, uh, I blew up Megaton. Uh, I let Ghouls loose in Tenpenny Tower. Um, and, and then I just sort of wandered around a bit. Uh, maybe it's the fact that I 
did more wandering than missions. Maybe I should have tried to do more missions. Mm, yeah, that, that's potentially why. And uh, it's not like a game I'll never revisit. Uh, and I sort of saved it uh, at, a, at a cool point. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay, uh, next is Downwell. I uh, got this in a Steam sale. Ooh, Steam Summer Sale is probably coming up soon. Uh, it's a game where you, you guessed it, are falling down a well. <laughs> Idiot. How could you not know that? Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, as, as you're falling, you're sort of landing on some things, not landing on others, uh, firing downwards, trying to kill things. Um, if you die, that's it. You had to start at the top of the well. Mm, it was fun. A uh, little hectic, a little frenetic for my taste, a uh, little arcadey, uh, punishing, that sort of vibe. Um, I, I, and this has come up from time to time in Game Gabin. I don't know if it's just that I'm older and don't have the reflexes that I used to, or I'm older and I don't have the patience that I used to, because games like this are fun for not very long for me. Uh, th this game got great reviews, um, heard, heard lots of people talk very highly of it. I didn't play it for very long at all, so kind of sad. Uh, next is a game called Colat, K-H-O-L-A-T. This is another game that uh, heard very, very good things about, started playing, and stopped playing relatively quickly, like after an hour or two. Uh, for a different reason than Downwell, uh, for the reason that it was fucking scary as shit and jump scary. Um, uh, scary sort of tension stuff I don't mind, uh, but jump scares, uh, I don't find that enjoyable. <laughs> so, uh, after a couple of those, uh, sweating while playing, uh, heart pumping away, I, I mean, some people find that enjoyment, but I am not one of those people. Like uh, how PewDiePie uh, goes online and plays super scary games sometimes in VR. I, I don't know how he does it. Sometimes I get antsy watching him. Like, I, I think I spoke of his playing uh, the most recent Resident Evil game. Like, that was a good way for me to experience that game. It's a really cool looking game. Uh, I knew it was a game I couldn't have played by myself for the reasons mentioned above. Uh, so to see him be jump scared repeatedly, uh, that's a good way to do it. Maybe I should do the same uh, with this game. Find someone who played Colat online. In fact, you know what? I would like to do that because it, it was cool. You're sort of like in a, in a wintry uh situation uh, looking for people who are lost in the in the woods and the mountains sort of thing yeah it, it was a cool idea well executed but uh my poor poor heart can't handle i uh, can't handle the fucking whatever the fuck that was that jumped out at me i did not like that Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Fidget Spinner Butt Plugs. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Okay, uh, in my furtherance of bringing back everything that uh, uh, Danny O'Dwyer and Noclip have to offer, uh, he has recently announced something called Noclip Sessions, which is a very, very cool idea. Uh, a lot of what he puts out on his channel is like really heavily edited and uh, obviously something where he films a lot and it takes a lot of time to compile and make and, and, and look beautiful. Uh, but recently he sort of turned, uh, well, he's still going to be doing that, but he's also going to have the addition of something called no clip sessions, which is, uh, more of a sort of podcasty vibe, uh, a sort of, uh, he's meeting with these people on a larger scale for his sort of big projects, but then all the cool little interviews and clips and stuff come out of that. So it's almost like he's, uh, as I like to call it, two birds, one stoning it. He has this footage anyways, seemingly, uh, in, in his daily travels and work. So why not um, have it so that you can put that sort of out on a more regular basis? Because the thing about Noclip is, you know, one a month uh on youtube one video a month is uh, you're not going to really grow your channel uh, organically the way other people do who put one or two things out a week that sort of idea or even one a day some people uh so good for him uh, i watched the first one loved it yeah he is an amazing interviewer therefore is an amazing podcaster so so good for danny o'dwyer love anything he does uh next is Fidget spinners everywhere. What the fuck is going on with these things? <sighs> Next is D&D is for nerds. All caught up. Yes. Uh, and, and I think they're doing... Uh, this, this is a podcast. D&D is for nerds, as you can guess it. Uh, it's a group of people playing D&D. Yeah. Uh, Australians, in fact. Uh, and I finally cut up, got caught up on all the episodes. In fact... Probably in the last hour or so, I finished the last, uh, the, the last most recent episode and they put out two or three a week. So, so, so pretty, uh, pretty aggressive. What I think they do is play for, as you do with D&D, &D, uh, for quite a while and then break them up into about half hour episodes with sort of heavily editing out some of the, the, the stuff that may not be interesting to a podcast listener. Um, they had some cool storylines in that, which I won't get into because I got no time to. Okay, uh, moving on to Never Not Funny with guest Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. is like podcast guest gold. Yeah, cannot do wrong. Uh, Never Not Funny, always great. In fact, you might say Never Not Funny. Uh, but with him on, somehow, some way, they have it it's like it's down to a science between the two of them um laughed until i cried hence i bring it back here in the hopes that you go listen to it as well okay uh last but knee but not least uh i didn't have too much in the way of youtubes or podcasts this week so i figured uh bring back a couple of sites this is internet intercourse we don't always have to talk about uh, things you watch or listen. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Google Docs and Google Sheets. Uh, if you, like me, are a list maker, let's call it, uh, these are these are cool tools to have uh, on your phone, on your laptop. One of my main uses for a Google Doc is something I call The List, capital T, capital L. 
so whenever something happens in the week, say, oh, uh, you ran out of milk, you put milk on the list, or uh, you see, oh, uh, I better fix that, uh, the caulking on that uh, tub, you put that on your list, and it's all sort of broken up into sections, or say you're listening to a podcast where something really funny happens that you want to pull out, uh, turn into a video somehow, you uh, put that on the list, and, and everything's sort of color-coded, uh, broken into different sections. There's also like a, a, a weekly Monday to Sunday calendar so you can put things. Uh, I should maybe even post it. Maybe I'll put a link for a, a template of it so you can see what I'm talking about. Then again, maybe I won't. Uh, Google Sheets is it's a little more restrictive like with docs you can have a sheet almost in it but um, I have so many Google Sheets uh, my DMings all done in Google Sheets folks that's it we did a nice quick one today it's nice to be nice to the nice done and done and I mean done done and done <laughs> I like Ron this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper